Welcome to Writeish, the one-stop shop on your writer journey where we discuss everything writing related from shiny new ideas through publication and marketing. Whether it's on the indie or traditional path and the ish of life that feels and sometimes gets in the way of our creative pursuits. I'm Zara, a self-published author of young adult and new adult fiction and alumni of the NYU Masters in Publishing program and the founder of Inimitable Books, LLC, a new book publisher dedicated to uplifting marginalized voices without forcing authors to spotlight their trauma. And I'm Kelly, a genre-hopping writer, trier of hobbies, and debuting author this year. My book, Down the Well, comes out in September 2023. Be sure to add it on Goodreads or Zara's favorite alternative, Book Hype. Links will be in the show notes. So, pacing. According to the old Googler, it is a tool that controls the speed and rhythm at which a story is told and the readers are pulled through the events. Whenever we're talking about pacing and looking at this, what are some common pacing mistakes? The first thing I think of is the pacing's too slow. Mostly it's like the beginning and the buildup for what the main adventure is supposed to be. So this is starting in the wrong place. So with that, you can have too much time before the main action actually starts and it often feels too slow because the reader wants to fast forward. And personally, this is a concept I struggled with during the drafting phase of a lot of my earlier projects. And then I got so hyper fixated on where am I supposed to start that it stopped me from actually finishing the draft, which is going to be a thing that I will bring up again. I think another thing too that is important when we're talking about pacing is that classic books like The Hobbit going to be extremely different than what is more popular now. And I don't think that that is anything against Tolkien. Obviously, he's an amazing writer, but just something to keep in mind if you're comparing yourself to any of the classics. My favorite book from childhood is The Golden Compass or Northern Lights if you're anywhere else other than the U.S. And that's, you know, I wouldn't say it's Tolkien-esque, but it's definitely that older pacing style of there's the buildup and whether or not you think it goes on too long is a reader's choice and opinion, which is totally fine, but it's definitely not as fast as a lot of stories are. Now, also it might depend on your genre, what the pacing expectations are, because with the romance, we don't really care about their individual lives. We wanna know how their lives get entangled. I think you hit it perfectly. I think depending on the genre you're writing, it's good to be aware of the pacing that's known for that genre. Okay, writing is subjective. We all know that. So whenever a reader picks up your book, not every reader is going to love your book. And that's okay because we're people and we're allowed to have opinions. But with that, if you love Tolkien and you're wanting to do a buildup like that, just know it's not going to be for everyone. But I feel that now with more like modern novels that are being written, we're kind of moving away from the very slow buildup and kind of straight to the action because it's what people want. I think there are some people who will still do some buildup. I've swung in the completely opposite direction where my inciting incident is the opening scene. (laughs) And that's just like how the stories have always come to me. So that's why I do it. But the part where I have the problem of potentially being too slow, and I, you know, I know I'm not alone in this, but is the meandering middle or the muddy middle 
or, you know, lots of other alliterative, oh my God, this sucks middle. Yes. And I think it's because, at least for me, I know the beginning so well. Like that's normally what the idea comes to me as. And then I very quickly figure out this is the end. But even if I outline, and I do, the middle of here's how we're getting from point A to point Z, my problem is is that as I'm writing out those chapters, like as I'm actually drafting those chapters, the pacing always changes from what was in the outline because maybe something happens faster and then it's like, oh, my characters wouldn't actually take the time to reflect on this because psychologically maybe they're just hit with other things and that means they don't have the time to process, which means things move faster than I was expecting. But then that means I have gaps or a whole section that suddenly was supposed to take a certain amount of time happens very fast, which then means I need to fill in that section. And because I'm then at some level pantsing that section, that's when things are way too slow. And I'm worried. I mean, I think we all have had a similar story with the meandering middle where we just get to a point where we're like, what even is this story? Like, why did I set out to do this? Why did I think I could do this? Like, this sucks. And then it's just like, no, got to finish it. Got to finish it. Taking a step back away from just pacing within a novel itself, whenever you're pacing a series, that's a whole other beast. I was kind of lucky with... The Belgrave Legacy trilogy because the first book titled The Belgrave Legacy was going to be its own trilogy. I realized that actually instead of the meandering middle, my middle had not enough in it <laughs> to justify a whole book. So then I rewrote that trilogy to be a single book and is published as The Belgrave Legacy. And then you have Unmoored, which is the brother and best friend's love story while the book starts earlier than the Belgrave legacy and ends after the Belgrave legacy there's still a lot of overlap and it's a different couple so I didn't have to worry about really sustaining one relationship over three books in that trilogy they're all linked and I tried to be consistent with okay this is what they went through so this is how they become more familiar and comfortable, you know, after they've gotten their happily for now, happily ever after type of thing. You know what I think would be interesting? Something that you said made me think of it. How you were saying that, like, it's not the main couple's romance that you had to span out between all of the books makes me think of Sarah Sutton and how she has like the whole in world thing, but then it's like they all kind of overlap. Yeah. Sarah, if you're listening and you want to come back on and talk about that sometime, let us know what we can plan in the far future. Yeah, we'd love that. In contrast, the Stellar Blood trilogy is one relationship across three books. And I don't know if it was the alien invasion part that like made it easy for me to come up with stuff for the middle of the story, which was book two, but also the middle of that book, because there was just so much tension left and right. Although you would think that battling the devil for your soul and the good of humanity would also have provided enough tension for that not to be a problem. I became a better writer. That's what I like to think. It's a muscle. <laughs> but... Uh, it, there definitely is something different compared to doing pacing within a series, even if it is standalone books that are linked or a sustained story over multiple books versus doing it in a standalone. 
so going back into looking at pacing from the perspective of just a single novel, we talked about the beginning and build up being too slow, the meandering middle being too slow. Whenever we're looking at pacing, there are two issues. One is that you're too slow and the other is too fast. Now, granted, your beginning could be too fast or your middle could be real quick. You can just zoom right through that bitch. But more commonly, what it is, is that the endings are too fast. Um, and as someone who has personally rushed an ending or two, sometimes I think that rushing the ending is needed so you can get the draft done and shelf that fucker, put it away. But you should be aware that whenever you go back and edit, because you will need to edit, that the pacing at the end is going to be an issue you will have to face. So you can rush through it on the end if you're just drafting it, but just know you're going to have to go back and fight that beast another day. With an end, I think, especially people who know about Freytag's pyramid uh, more than maybe the hero's journey or other outlining methods that we've discussed in our outlining episode. Mm -hmm. It looks like a pretty steep drop off from the climax of the story to the end. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, if you're in a movie and the big thing happens, you don't necessarily want to be sitting in your seats for like another 30 minutes. You're kind of ready for things to wrap up. 20 minutes can be pushing it for some people. But even within a movie and how it should be within a book is that you need to give enough time for the events of the story, but especially the events of the climax to settle in, have repercussions, and then resolve that to whatever end you want the story to have. And unfortunately, that kind of means anything and everything. And like Kelly was saying, it's a muscle. So like the more you do it, the better you are at it. And you can figure out how long is long enough. But you don't want to shortchange your characters or the reader by being like, you went through this whole journey. Okay, the end. Yeah. Another thing too... Pacing was something I was so obsessive over very early in my writing journey before I joined the AuthorTube online spaces and creating that perfect first draft of a story so I could go and magically get agented right away without any sort of edits and be the exception to the rule. If you are in a similar boat to what I was in, I just want you to know, just finish the damn draft, okay? Write the damn thing. It's going to be shit, but that's okay because it's your piece of shit, and I cannot say that enough. And, you know, I have a debut coming out. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I do. Maybe a few years ago, I would have been like, oh, yeah, this is going to be it. This is going to be the standout novel. But now that I have grown as a writer and I have drafted a mini, a manuscript, I am looking at it more as the start to a good career. And I think that's a lot of a healthy place to be with pacing. <laughs> Don't obsess over it. Just write the story how you need it to be written the first time so you can get the story done. Yeah, I don't think I could have said it better myself. First of all, there is hope. Like you do get better. You'll know if you're doing something that from past experiences taught you like, oh, this isn't quite right. So if you haven't built up the experience to be like, this is what pacing should be, or you're worried that your pacing is wrong, but you haven't honed the personal internal radar to be like, oh, it actually is wrong. And it's still in the phase of I have anxiety that it's wrong, but I don't necessarily have a real reason or confirmation to think that it will get easier. Yes, that was very well said. So
think this is a lovely time to kind of talk about how to avoid pacing mistakes. Personally, I think a way that you can avoid pacing issues would be, you know, you've heard it before. And in the sense that it's not broken, info dumping at the start of a story, that's just going to be a weight that the main character is just dragging with them. It's going to be real hard. Not just the main character, but you. We as writers already have back problems. Don't give yourself another weight. (laughs) We're just hunched over at the computer. In addition to that, I've talked multiple times within this episode and just throughout our other episodes about outlining and it's not a perfect fix like I mentioned sometimes I think my pacing is perfect in an outline and then my drafting brain is like but we're changing it (laughs) so at the very least though an outline allows me to see a version of my book that is pretty well paced so then if things change I can look back at that and be like okay how can I get back to that pacing cadence. If you don't outline, you know, like we've been saying, revision, editing, it's there for you. That's when you clean up stuff. Yeah. And if you don't outline because you think an outline has to be set in stone, go back and listen to our outlining episode where you will learn that the outline needs to be living and breathing. Things change. It's okay. The outline is for you. It's not your jailer or something. Yeah, the readers aren't going to see the outline. Unless you choose to share it, you know, with marketing or whatever. And that can be fun. But, you know, in general, you're the only one who's going to see it. And to kind of wrap up this episode with a nice little bow here. Final thoughts. Listen to your alphas, betas, and critique partners. They'll be able to give you many great nuggets on how to better your work, including how the pace of your story is going and how it can be fixed. Also, keep in mind how the stories and content that you consume are paced. If you're taking in stories, no matter what format, but the pacing is still different from page to screen. So everything should be taken with a grain of salt. But if you consume stories, you we'll get a better sense of, I feel like this is too slow, or I feel like this is too fast, and can I do better in my own writing? And with that, and our pretty little bow on the package that we have delivered to you, dear listener, I think it's time to give it the outro. This is the Writish Podcast, and we'll be back with another episode next week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Writish Podcast and on Hive Social and Kofi at Writish. Bye.